Investment advisory services are offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brian Quaranta and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. And welcome to On the Money with Secure Money. I'm your host, Brian Quaranta. And boy, do I have some special guests in studio today. I've got Thomas Burnett, Dr. Thomas Burnett, and Dr. Emily Scott. And we are going to be talking about everything health and wealth over the next two weeks. You are not going to want to miss these episodes. And we, when we come back, are going to be talking about the four pillars the four pillars of health. And you're not going to want to miss this because I'm telling you right now, when I learned about these, it literally changed my life. We come right back with On The Money with Secure Money. And now, On The Money. Any good retirement plan starts with the foundation. Asset protection. Tax reduction. Holistic planning. These are the things that start to move you towards having a retirement plan. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. You think that's the difficult part. That's just getting started. And now, On the Money with Secure Money. And welcome back with On The Money With Secure Money. I'm your host, Brian Quaranta. And today we are doing an episode called Health Is Wealth. And again, I've got Dr. Burnett here and Dr. Emily Scott. Uh, Dr. Burnett is the president and founder of Regeneration, Regeneration Pittsburgh, which is a full disclosure. Uh, I'm a patient of, uh, of these folks and uh, I just absolutely love the work that you guys are doing up there and what you guys are all about. Because one of the things that I see um, being in financial planning for the last 25 years, specifically working with those that are retired, is we'll get people retired, but then all of a sudden they don't have the health to go out and do the things that they sure. want to do. Yeah. And, and you know they might want to travel and you know spend time with the grandkids, but yet they can't even and bend over to pick the grandkids up or their knees hurt or they're not feeling good enough to be able to even travel. So I think what you guys are doing at Regeneration Pittsburgh is absolutely amazing. I think everybody needs to know about what you guys are doing. So, but before we dive into all of these things that we're going to talk about today, Dr. Burnett, tell me a little bit about what made you decide to open up your practice and do the type of work you're doing today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us, Brian. This is awesome. I'm super excited. Um, I would say, uh, the question is why we are doing what we're doing now. I would say two things. One thing I'm, I'm very passionate about, but two, uh, I'm very selfish. I know I'm getting old and I have so many patients that come in just say getting old is hell or getting old sucks. I hear this like literally every single day. Mm-hmm. So we started out with musculoskeletal pain management, sports medicine, and then that has naturally evolved into regenerative medicine. So regenerative medicine, stem cells and orthobiologics. And then that, the natural progression there has been into hormone replacements. Uh, hormone optimization, peptides, and then that's gone to the whole anti-aging longevity medicine. And then the key is increasing your health span. Uh, I want to be a very proactive approach to ensure your aging is as, as, as healthy as possible. So I want you, I want you to die young, 
at an old age. Yeah, I love that. That's what I want to do. I love that. Die young at an old age. That's said perfectly, right? Because, again, I mean, what's the point of being here if you can't actually do the things that you love to do? Um, And uh, Dr. Emily Scott, you know, with you being us here today, you've joined Dr. Burnett's practice a couple years ago, right? Yeah, it's been almost two years. Has it been almost two years? Amazing, yes. (laughs) And you've been a great great addition to his his, his practice. Thank you. Um, And I know I love coming in and seeing you and all the things you've helped me with, but let's talk about these four pillars of health because um, I think, you know, as I continue to work with you guys and you educate me on how to better take care of my health, um, these are some basic stuff, but they're very important to understand and know. So, Emily, could you share with us these four pillars and why they're so important? Yeah, Brian, we have diet, sleep, stress, and exercise. Yeah. Seems super basic. Right. Right? <laughs> Things we all know we should do well at, but yeah. can become quite complicated. And so um, we have really worked with our patients on all four of the pillars. You know, we have patients that come in for knee pain, and we're talking about sleep right. and diet yes. and stress. And they're like, well, doctor, I'm here for my knee. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's all connected. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because when I came in, you know, I was dealing with a sciatic issue because I sit in a conference room all day um, meeting with clients. And then I had talked to you about just my sleep mm-hmm. and what there was because I had read an article that if you're not getting good sleep, that's like as bad as smoking. That's the foundation. Yeah, it, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, that's what the studies are showing. So, but that's interesting that they come in for, you know, some type of other problem, but it winds up turning into more, more there to it. So, mm-hmm. um, but in regards to diet is, is, do you guys believe in any specific type of diet or is it, you know, just basic food pyramid stuff? Like what's your opinion? I think that? we both have our own, I uh, think that we, we would not maybe push the most, but we have our own, uh, uh, idea of what might be the best, but yeah. even that differs. I mean, there's a, such mm-hmm. a there's a, such a science, but but an art to to admit. But I don't necessarily subscribe to any specific type of diet, right? Yeah. But I know you you're more of a yeah. So you mentioned the food pyramid that has somewhat gone by the wayside. That's right. sort of old news. Yeah. Um, but gosh, you're you're so right. We have paleo, keto, right. Mediterranean. You know, what are all these diets? And I don't think there's a one size fits all. Yeah. I think our genome and our ancestry actually plays into what diet is best for you. Um, From a preventative medicine standpoint and from a family medicine standpoint, I think most of the data for longevity is on the Mediterranean diet Mm -hmm. and the anti-inflammatory diet, which there's almost 99% overlap with those two diets. Um, That's sort of what I subscribe to. Um, but it is individualized. So is there a way that you can actually test to figure out what diet's better for you and what foods work better for you? You can test your DNA, uh, your epigenome, and see see if you can tolerate certain foods better than others. You can. But I think as a general rule, I mean, you should be avoiding certain things and then optimizing or getting more of the certain things. We're going to talk a little more about that as we go along into the diet. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, sleep, right? Why is it so bad not to sleep? I actually well, yeah. prided myself on the fact that I only needed like three, four hours of sleep. <laughs> and then I was reminded by many that uh, this is not a good thing, Brian. Like you need to, if you can sleep eight hours, like you better figure out how to do it. So here, here's my take yeah. on that. So we, we spend a third of our lives sleeping. That's how we evolved, right? We've evolved into night owls and morning people. This kind of world, world is, is more slanted towards the, the morning people. But we evolved as night owls and morning people. That's to protect the clan. Matthew Walker wrote, wrote this great, great book on this called Why We Sleep. Mm. So we evolved to be able to sleep, right? Devote eight hours, seven to, to eight hours, ideally to sleep. Um, so 
that people on swing shifts or night shifts are kind of at a disadvantage already. This is the foundation. So there's four different fit stages of sleep, one, two, three, and then there's the REM. And so you can go into the importance on each one of those, those, um, those stages. But like deep sleep, for instance, deep sleep, I think, is, is the most important. That's what you, the early part of the night, that's what you're getting the most of. That's when you're releasing the human growth hormone. That's when the muscles are recovering. That's actually when you're healing. That's also when you're detoxing the brain. Yeah, it, I, you know, I had found out that the we have this lymphatic system in our yeah. body, right? But the brain doesn't yeah. have it. And uh, my understanding is that when you look at the brain, you see all those channels in it. That's actually the brain's way of detoxing itself, right? Doesn't it use those channels? Uh, yes, absolutely. And there's a specific wavelength, that delta wave, which is actually it's, it's, it's the only time it happens throughout the day is when you hit this delta wave and it is, it is go like from the back to the front and it is detoxing the brain. It's the only time it happens. Wow. Deep sleep. So it's super important, especially if there's a family history of dementia or Alzheimer's. Super, super important to make sure you get enough deep sleep. Is this why if I don't get enough deep sleep, I feel foggy in the morning? Because my yeah, brain is like in restorative sleep, yeah. <laughs> or you're just drinking too much or something. Right. Yeah. One of those two. Got it. Well, folks, I will tell you right now, again, go to regenpit.com, get a copy of this PDF, the top 10 tips for your health span. It's the longevity roadmap. Go there right now. Don't procrastinate on this. This truly will be helpful. You know how I feel about putting people on the right track. That's why I created the Right Track Retirement System. It's very important to have both your health and your wealth on track. And don't forget, go to righttrackretirement.com and you can get a copy of my book where we teach you how to get your finances on track. So just think, between Dr. Burnett and Dr. Scott and myself, you are going to have a great retirement. We come right back with On the Money with Secure Money. We're going to talk next about why stress and exercise need to be part of your strategy. And now on the money with secure money. All right, welcome back to On the Money with Secure Money. Again, I'm your host, Brian Quaranta, and boy, do I have special guests with me this week in studio, uh, Dr. Burnett and Dr. Scott. And again, we are talking about health, but we're also talking about how important your wealth is um, because what's the point of you having wealth if you're not healthy? So um, as I promised, we're going to talk about stress and exercise and why this is important. So Emily, tell us a little bit about this and why this needs to be part of the process. Yeah. So stress is rampant these days. We're all swimming in stress. Not right? me. Not, uh, not, not me. <laughs> not, not us either. We know yeah. you know, we all have stress, yeah. you know, whether it's within our control or out of our control. And we know that Chronic stress actually contributes to higher mortality rates. So patients that have perceived higher stress mm. die faster. Mm. Isn't that terrifying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's very terrifying. It's even more terrifying that I hear you say it directly to me <laughs> in my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I feel well. like I hear you loud and clear this time. <laughs> well, we all can do a better job of mitigating our stress, yeah. right? Some of the stress we can't control, but some of it we can and we can control how we respond to stress. So one of the things we touched on earlier is appropriate sleep, right? If we don't get a good night's sleep, we have a much higher perceived level of stress, right? Yeah. So focusing on good quality sleep, 
making sure we're eating good quality foods. Mm -hmm. If you're eating junk all day, Brian, don't you feel worse? Yes, all the time. You feel more stressed. Yeah, we have these chocolate Hershey nuggets in the office. Mm -hmm. And if I get on a roll with those, I can tell you I feel awful when I get home. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, look, that's only like once every two months that that happens. But when it does, (laughs) I'm reminded of how bad it feels. Yeah, so, you know, every once in a while, not a big deal, but when it's day after day after day, it does have a cumulative effect. Um, We want to make sure we get appropriate exercise. Patients that don't exercise appropriately have a higher perceived level of stress. Could walking, could just walking 20 minutes a day be good enough for... Walking 20 minutes a day is so wonderful and it can have such profound positive effects on your level of stress and your health overall. Yeah, so it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be this big project of going to the gym and pumping iron and, no. you know, or these hit exercises or no. all this stuff that, that people have done where they're so intense with exercise yeah. these days. Those you are walk, wonderful. You walk things. outside, you're killing two birds with one stone right there. Yeah, right. Outside getting some sun. Yeah. Oh, for your for your stress, right? Yeah. I mean, vitamin D, Absolutely. relaxing the mind, right? Yeah. Interesting point. Actually, in Japan... Physicians in Japan prescribe forest therapy. No kidding. So for their patients who have high anxiety, high stress, (laughs) physicians write a prescription to go for a walk in the woods. Can we get the FDA to prove that? (laughs) (laughs) A little siesta. That's one, a little siesta. A little nap. That'd be nice. So so in regards to what you guys are doing at Regeneration Pittsburgh, I mean, what things are you guys able to help the clients with? to maybe get better sleep um, if they're not getting good sleep. Yeah, we are big proponents of magnesium supplementation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> most patients or most Americans are magnesium deficient. Mm. Even with a high, um, high nutrient-dense diet, good quality diet, the food content in America has half the nutrient deficiency it did 50 years ago. Wow. Half. So it's important to supplement with magnesium. Mm-hmm. We usually like to recommend it before bed. That way it helps us get into more deep restorative sleep. It's also a nice natural anti-anxiety supplement. So it helps to reduce your level of anxiety and stress. Is it any type of magne- magnesium or is it a specific type that you want to take? I go more of a, a chelated form of magnesium. Yeah. So you're looking at magnesium glycinate. Anything that ends in A-T-E is usually a chelated glycinate, malate, Torate or yeah. blend okay. of the three. I really like that one. Nutritional Frontiers is a Pittsburgh-based company that has a great blend of, of chelated magnesium. Well, you know, when I was in, and we were talking about my sleep, um, you know, Emily, I, I believe you'd recommended the the, uh, the Torate, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, wow. Um, I, I definitely know now when I take it and I don't take it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a big difference. And it seems to actually make my muscles feel a little bit better too. I don't know if that's placebo or, or it should, you know. No, that makes sense. Does it? Yeah. yeah. And the muscles directly relax indirectly yeah. as well. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I would say also uh, you, you can track your sleep. You can track and sleep, make sure you get enough deep sleep and REM. There's there's wearables. Like literally there's, there's uh, the sleep number beds will do it. Mm-hmm. There's Fitbit. Your Apple Watches will do with the new apps on it. There is the Aura Ring. Actually, that's what I, I like. Know. I know. The O U R A Aura Ring is the best. I've been looking for an excuse to buy one of these. I mean, should I do it? I, yeah. yeah. Brian, I'll give you my friend referral code for $50. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So you, you'll know. You, yeah. you know. you know the things that like obviously affect your sleep, but you'll know. You'll be able to track, see what things help and hurt your sleep. You'll be amazed. Like drinking like a, a couple glasses of alcohol at night, a couple glasses of wine will just like just destroy, destroy your sleep. Destroy so, it. So, so with all these uh, sleep traps, 
tracking apps and devices and everything. So we are talking about tracking your sleep. So let's say you wake up, okay? Because I know my Apple Watch does it. And I just, I don't know what data points to look at. Like, what are you looking at? Like the time you slept, like how restful it was and how accurate are they? I, you know, there's so many things that's tracking. There's, I look at two things. Um, HRV, your heart rate variability, and that is kind of a, just a general assessment of how much you're recovered. There's a lot of things that go into your HRV, how stressed you out, um, if you're eating late at night. It's just it's inverse in relation to your heart rate. The faster the heart is, the less variability you have. So you want to, to slow the heart rate down and have there more variability in between beats. Hmm. So the slower the heart rate, the more recovered you are. So look at heart rate variability, and I look at deep sleep as well. Yeah. REM is important too, but deep sleep is kind of the biggest one. And there's three stages of sleep? Three stages and then REM. So each stage gets subsequently yeah. deeper. And is REM where you want to get to? Is that like the... You know, every stage is important. Oh, interesting. Deep sleep for sure. That's the deepest one. That's when you're detoxing the brain. That's when you're releasing the human growth hormone. And then REM is equally as important, kind of creativity and kind of consolidation of memories. And REM is when you're dreaming? Yes. Yeah. And I, you told me, Emily, that, that I shouldn't be dreaming all night, right? Is that, is that a bad sign if I'm dreaming all night? Is Not that me? all night. Okay. <laughs> Usually if you're remembering you're dreaming, you think you're dreaming all night as you're waking up during, you're not your So that's not a good thing if you remember your dream, right? No, not always. Oh, see that. Consistently, very vivid dreams, you're just not sleeping deep enough. Well, look, folks, I'm telling you right now, you got to go see uh, Dr. Burnett and Dr. Scott. They're absolutely phenomenal at the type of work that they do. Again, go to regenpit.com, regenpit.com, and get a copy of their longevity roadmap, where they're going to give you the 10 tips to increase your health span. And I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this. You got to go there right now and get it. And I want you to read number six, because when they told me about number six, um, wow, did it change my life. So again, go to regenpit.com, regenpit.com. And I believe that even when they go there, if they get the PDF and they want to come in and see, I believe you're going to give about 15% off any services that aren't covered by insurance. Or exactly. Yeah. We just like can't that. touch that. What's goes through insurance? Everything else, 15%. Yeah. I mean, I would tell you, go up, see them if you're in pain or you're just trying to optimize your health. These are the folks that you want to go see right off of uh, Route 19 uh, in Wexford, right across from the uh, Walnut Grill, right? Walnut Grill. So when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about health is wealth. And we've got a lot more to go through with you when we come right back with On the Money with Secure Money. And now On the Money with Secure Money. And welcome back to On The Money with Secure Money. I'm your host, Brian Quaranta, and today we are talking about how health is actually wealth. And I've got Dr. Burnett and Dr. Scott in the studio today, and we're going to talk a little bit about diet again, Mm -hmm. and I am going to put you guys on the spot before the show ends. You're not going to want to miss this last few minutes of this segment, Uh, but before I put you guys on the spot, um, let's talk about diet and why it's so important. Right. Diet is one of the four key pillars that we've been talking about. And it's one of the most important pillars. I think we could say each pillar is important, but this one I feel very passionately about. Um, If we don't optimize our diet and we continue to eat poorly over time, we are going to gain weight, leads to obesity, can lead to type 2 diabetes, heart disease, stroke, poor sleep, mood disorders, anxiety and depression. 
Um, we may not have the most mental clarity or productivity, which leads to decreased produ- productivity in the workplace, right? There's so many downstream effects from poor diet. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you don't have clarity and mm-hmm. you've got mental fog, you don't care about your finances either. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like my, my kids will say, you know, dad, you can survive on Oreos and Mountain Dew. I'm like, that's true. I, you could. Right. Like, also, you could also run your lawnmower on like a half diesel and half regular gas. <laughs> and I did that. I did that last year, actually. It just got really, really smoky, but it, it ran. The thing is, you're, how yeah. you are, how you look, how you feel, how you think is directly reflective of what you what you put, put in your body. Yeah, Truly. absolutely. I think this is why yeah, Emily was saying just the, those choices throughout life really start to add up. Yeah. And this becomes the, how efficient your cells will, will take in fuel and then make energy. This is mitochondria. This is your cellular efficiency. These choices will definitely add up. Uh, Is it hard to get people off of bad diets that have been on bad diets for a while? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is I look at the, say. the food system, look at the fast food. I mean, yeah. they put in their preservatives. You know, this is a business for them, too. They make their foods last as long as possible on the shelf. Right. It's a hard habit to break. It's really hard. I, I read a book called, I believe it was called Metabolical. And the doctor was looking at the impact of, um, of sugar on the, uh, on the, on the liver. And, mm-hmm. and he was put in charge of these young kids that were all very, very obese, and he couldn't understand why they couldn't get them to lose weight. But one of the things that they all had in common with it, with they, was they had like this fatty liver. And he's trying to figure out why this is happening. And the only place you see this is with an alcoholic, but yet you see the same type of liver in somebody that eats a lot of sugar on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. I found that to be absolutely fascinating. And it's obviously slowing down the metabolism, mm-hmm. but it's also affecting the brain and everything else. Sugar is so inflammatory. Yeah. It really is. I mean, and it's hidden in so many foods. Like Dr. Burnett had mentioned, the food industry hides things into the food to make them addictive mm-hmm. to people. And sugar is highly addictive. Our brain craves sugar. Our brains run on two fuel sources, sugar or glucose yep. and ketones, which you may have heard of keto, right? Mm-hmm. So our sugar, our, our brains run on sugar. It's highly addictive. Yeah. So, so what else is important about diet? Oh, I say um, probably knowing what foods to avoid. Yeah. Is is equally as important as, as knowing what foods to to make sure you're getting the diet. Yeah. And and, and there, there are certain tests you could do, like food inflammation tests. And we do a lot of those so that that kind of tests your delayed sensitivity to certain foods. We know certain foods cause inflammation in everybody. Those are alcohol and sugar, and most people are, have some sensitivity to dairy and bread. But you can test. A little finger stick test to see what foods uh, you might not know. Like my wife had a sensitivity to almond. Mine was eggs. I used to eat eggs like three days a week. Mine wow. were eggs. I'm like really highly sensitive to eggs, so I don't eat any eggs anymore. I feel better. That's um, incredible. And you, but you never noticed that. I, like until I, you took the test, or you probably knew, but you didn't know until the test was taken. I, I, no, I didn't know it was the eggs, right? That's why I gave up eggs for for twelve twelve weeks. I just like I didn't really feel a difference. And I started eating eggs again when I went on spring break. I'm like, oh crap, that is actually wow. what I felt like before. Yeah. And the food sensitivity test that you guys do will will lay that out for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a delayed sensitivity, so you get it back in seven to ten business days, and it's gonna. And you can test a simple twenty two food panel or, or like a hundred and seventy six. Yeah, test, like everything preserved is. You can test. Yeah, everything. Okay, so now I'm putting you guys on the spot. So, and I'm going to start with you, Doctor Brian. Okay. Uh, so, what is your day of eating like, I and mean, what and what foods do you try to keep? Yeah, we, we've talked about uh, fasting. I, I fast pretty religiously. Mine's like a time restricted fasting, so I, I stop eating at eight o'clock at night and don't eat again until noon the next day. Okay. 
I start, not always, but usually I will start with um, a probiotic and a prebiotic, mm-hmm. like an athletic green. You know, you're familiar with athletic yeah. greens? Like I, a green I, supplement? I, I, AG1. Yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so athletic greens I'm good. a heavy user. <laughs> so that's all my, my, min, my minerals, vitamins. It has uh, the probiotic, prebiotic in there. Yep. Uh, and you'll just drink that like for lunch? Is that kind of like your no, start? It's, I, I drink that around like noon. Uh, yeah. And then my that's lunch. How you, that's how you break your fast. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got yeah, it. So got it's it. important to do something with, with something there. Um, some type of kombucha or some type of fermented food that okay. has the prebiotics. In it. Got it. That, I think it's important. That, um, so I, I will do that. And then I'm not super picky. I don't really subscribe to any specific type of diet. So I just, I don't eat a lot of bread. I don't eat a lot of dairy. Yep. Uh, Chipotle is my kind of go to. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. I try to eat as much whole foods, not the store whole foods. Oh, that's great. Great store. Uh, whole foods as much as possible. Yeah. As much, um, preservative-free or unprocessed food as much as possible. What is your go-to at Chipotle? Because I love Chipotle. Um, you know, they, they have one new spicy one. I forget what it does. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, mine's chicken, double chicken, uh, white rice, <laughs> black beans, the fajita vegetables when they have them because yeah. they, they run out a lot. Yeah. But, uh, and you can you can eat rice because it's not, it's rice doesn't have gluten. Yeah, some people, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. but some people have sensitivities yeah, to, they do, to okay. rice. But I think yeah. overall, it's like, do you, do you eat rice? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. I, I do. And, and do you have to, you, when you're fasting like that, right, and, and you're, you know, starting to eat at 12 and stopping at eight. Do you really even have the calorie count if you're eating the right foods? No, that's essentially what you're doing. You're just decreasing your calories just by essence. You can't, I mean, because you could. Yeah. There's one way you can get as many calories in eight hours as you could yeah. in. So I can't thank you guys enough for joining me today on On The Money with Secure Money. And next week, you're going to be here again. And I'm excited because we have so much more to talk about. Yeah, this has been great. And next week, when we come uh, back, we are going to be talking about the cost of care by um, and and how expensive it can be when you're not taking care of your health. But I want you to go to regenpit.com, regenpit.com. Get this longevity roadmap that Dr. Burnett and Dr. Scott are offering you. It gives you the top 10 tips to increase your health span. And again, I want you to read number six when you get it because it's something I did and I found it absolutely fascinating. It really helped me and it made me feel a lot better. So again, regenpit.com. And don't forget to get your retirement on track by going to righttrackyourretirement.com. Again, that's righttrackyourretirement.com where you can get a copy of my book and I teach you all the basics of how to build a retirement plan and all the key areas that you need to handle like your income, your taxes, your investments, your healthcare strategy, and most importantly, your estate planning strategy. So again, Again, thank you again for joining us this week with On the Money with Secure Money. We'll see you again next week. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The content provided is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Each individual investor situation is different, and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved. Coach P Radio.